Hello and welcome to Opinions and Beer. We're your host, I'm Adam. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ken. Oh my god, we've got some shit to talk about today. We've got some serious topics. And we're gonna get salty. And we're gonna get salty, I guess. My we're gonna get salty beer. Salty beer. So, to, <laughs> to, you wanna, let's just jump right into it because we have it right here. Today's beer of the day is... Salt, salt, salt life. Oh yeah, lager. Salty yeah. state of mind. Who makes this? Who makes this beer? Oh my god! Oh my god! By the Salt Life Beverage Company. Salt. Oh and my god! They have a beverage. Oh Abita. It's gonna taste like a Bud Light. Abita Springs, Louisiana. Salt Life Lager. It is four point five percent alcohol by volume. Oh my the, god! The flavor is crisp, clean, and refreshing. Oh my god! Did that? <laughs> Bud Light uses the same fucking words because they're like, their shit tastes like water. But this, they got the the dolphin, dolphin. They got, do, they got the dolphin uh, fin, a checker, an unfinished checkerboard, and then a marlin. Wait, so, sir, I know a whale penis when I see it. Whale, <laughs> that first one is not. Yeah, that's not it's a, a whale penis. Fin, that's a whale penis. Did you know that dolphins are the only uh, are, are one of the. They're, they're, they they understand the concept of rape and they will hold down a female dolphin and rape it. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that got dark. <laughs> Just, anyways, uh, you were saying before the podcast that you uh, you love this uh, logo logo. You were saying that you say how you love people that are all about that salt life. Yeah, Look, yeah. Man, I've never met a single human being in my life that has a John Deere sticker, a salt life sticker. Or one of those, like, let's go fishing. I've never met one of those and then be a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're onto something there. Or it's the, the salt Dude, life. my thing is, like, I see these people, they got, like, the Salt Life sticker on their truck. And they got a Salt Life shirt on. And it's like, this motherfucker goes to the beach, like, two times a year. Yeah, but he's all about that Salt Life. You know? He's got a bass boat that he takes out on the river. I knew it. But he's all about that salt life. Like, dude, like, where's be about the you know where the salt life entertainment or logos and shit? Like, I get that if like you work on a goddamn ship, if you're a fucking captain, if you're about that tug life, you're a salty sailor. Yeah, my poor sucked this time. If you don't like, it's almost like uh, they're wearing the salt life shirt. They got the salt life sticker on their truck, and they say, "Oh yeah, I'm a tugboat captain." I would not roll my eyes at them. They they are about that salt life. All right, but they're like, oh, I fucking love the salt life brand because I do go to the beach twice a year. So that's some bullshit. So, <laughs> so I guess the idea behind this one will be: is it better than Bud Light? Based off the description, it, dude, it's very it's the trendy brew. It's the, the it's an American lager. Up. It's a lager. We we rarely have lagers on the podcast because technically a lot of craft beer breweries do not like making straight up. American lagers. It's uh, it's actually a more difficult and expensive beer to make because of the uh, well, the, the cold it's temperatures. Well, definitely got that Bud Light yellowy like, look yeah. and smell. Yeah, it even smells like a Bud now, Light. Uh, now, to lager a beer, you have to you have to ferment it at uh, at lower temp at lower temperatures than a nail, uh, and then you ferment it, and then you lager it, which is basically you put it in a a refrigerator almost like or like almost like a, a it's Almost killer. freezing, yeah. and that's and you 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 put it in there for like a, a week or two weeks or even a month to lager the beer, okay? And 
Anyways, it's a lot of extra steps for what seemingly can turn out like crap. It's actually hard. It, making a lo making a very very good logger is actually really hard because there's so much extra time and steps for shit to go bad or shit to go wrong. Right. Yeah. And right. Uh, so, so it's kind of, so it is kind of funny that. Well, the, the way that all the like the cheap American mass-produced beers are called a junk logger. Yeah, so do they still slightly different. Do, do the same process. And uh, a, junk a junk loggers mean they use cheaper uh, ingredients, uh, ingredients but cheaper they still version go through the same process of chilling it and everything. Yeah, that's a junk logger suck. <laughs> this is going to be the craft version of an a junk logger. That's yeah, all it's going to be. Basically, uh, basically. They probably use like just like a lot more rice type stuff, or like a, a lot more extra. Uh, not these people, but like Bud Light would have done it. Let's try it. It tastes like water. Oh, you mean like a Bud Light? No, yeah, I mean no, no, no. Bud Light would hit you harder than what I just put in my mouth. That tastes like water. It tastes like a. Does <laughs> it taste like a salty state of mind? <laughs> oh man, it really does taste like water. Okay. Does it taste like a salty state of mind? <laughs> Dude, that is more watery than a Bud Light. And I didn't even know that was accomplishable. Oh. <laughs> Dude. No, no, literally. I'm not, I'm not fucking around here. Hold on. I'm it's almost it. even like less carbonated. Beverage. I'm going to give it the old Texas try. Do you think Salt Life Beverage makes any other beer? No, probably not. <laughs> Dude, this is just the Salt Life company. You know what? Trying to what if this throw is, more products out What there. if Salt Life Lager... Is the Ziegenbach of Louisiana, <laughs> like the fucking like you know what I mean? Like the because technically, technically Ziegenbach is is in a weird category where it's slightly craft because of the amount of barrels they produce. Like craft beer is based on the amount of barrels that the company can produce. So you know, uh, and Ziegenbach pretty much only makes Ziegenbach. And so this may be. I wonder if this is the only beer that uh, Salt Life makes. Oh, I know it is. I know. I mean, if, if if it's not, it probably should. Be. And it wasn't like because they actually have a passion for brewing beer. They just wanted their fucking franchise. So all the dudes that I was complaining about with the we, Salt Life stickers, they'll have one. Bro, in I there. gotta buy that. We'd be like, I'm gonna buy that Salt Life. <laughs> I'm gonna buy Salt Life beer. You're gonna, he's gonna get out of his Salt Life truck with his Salt Life oh, shirt, sure. and he's gonna open up his Salt Life <laughs> cooler, and he's oh, gonna grab God. a Salt Life beer in his backyard because he doesn't even fucking spend any time around the ocean. Because that's expensive. It's expensive yeah. to go to the ocean. <laughs> yeah, it, it, his redneck ass doesn't have the money to, to go to the salt beach. Life. I'm gonna go to the the gully. <laughs> he takes his fucking salt water boat out on the fucking river. Yeah, no. <laughs> the fucking. Oh, my ditch overflowed today. I'm gonna <laughs> And anyone who really is about that salt life would drink this beer and be like, this is some pussy shit right here. Yeah, anybody yeah. who is about that salt life's like, man, I don't drink beer, I drink liquor. Yeah. <laughs> well, you give me a fifth of whiskey. What the fuck you talking about? I remember when we went out there on that boat with, uh, uh, with that one dude who had a salt life tattoo. When we went, me and my brother went out there on a boat with him, he didn't have no beer. He had a ball of fireball. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> my God. Oh man, uh, we're on a boat right now in our D and D campaign. It's all very shippy, and it's cool because like I love the fucking nautical lifestyle and the fucking pirate culture and all that shit. Yeah. So it's like I want my character to be all. Are about you the that. DM or are you a player? Oh, I'm a player. Okay. Uh, does the DM use the ships as its own character or? Like no, no. It's just like 
Like, he, I, I know, really I know has, that you, you know that that's a thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Some people will make it to where like the ship is like its own character. And he maybe he should have done that. It could have made it more interesting that way. He totally didn't know. But like, dude, like I, I was like accidentally meta playing. Like I was just like, oh yeah, like my character Emery's is gonna be like a badass sailor just because I love the sailing shit and I want that to be a thing. And he's like, bro, you were. Born and raised in the woods. Every word out of your mouth is not making sense now. <laughs> Why would the wood elf ranger Emery's all of a sudden be a fucking badass sailor and a pirate? And I was well, like, there are woodlands near I the coast. Because I want this. There, there are woodlands near the coast. I could make that argument. Yeah, well, oh, I was like, dude, I'm straight up landlocked. My woods is just in the balls <laughs> deep into the land, you know? So, yeah, that happened. Well, you know, like... I play stuff like D&D a lot. I also play a lot of Rogue Trader. You ever, yeah. have you ever heard of that? No. Uh, Rogue Trader's like Warhammer 40k D&D. It takes place in the 40k universe. Yeah. And um, good God, is Rogue... Is it, it's unforgiving. It is such an unforgiving game. Oh, yeah. Because, like... Do y'all know anything about Warhammer 40k? Uh, no, isn't that like, just like the, the battle system... Of D&D without, like, the plot? No, 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 like, Warhammer 40k is its own universe. So it's like, it's a, its own oh, story yeah. universe. Okay, so it takes place, like, 40,000 years into the future, which is why it's called Warhammer 40k. Oh, yeah. So, 40,000 years in the future, uh, humankind has progressed to the stars, but we've also regressed. Yeah. Like, our space-faring society is a deeply religious, highly... Um, Easily offended. No, like, like, it's a deeply religious, highly fucking, like, conscripted society. Okay. Like, there is a state religion, like, and you have to worship the god emperor of mankind or somebody will put a bullet in your head. You know, kids don't go to schools. Yeah. Kids go to manufactorums to make ammunition. For soldiers. Ah, fucking shit. Imagine Starship Troopers. Yeah. But if we were at war with not just bugs, because we have those in 40k, they're called Tyranids. Yeah. Imagine not going to war against bugs, but imagine the Terminator, if he was a space robot skeleton and could teleport. And was religious. Like, like, no, 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 no. That's the Necron. Then we have the Tyranid, which are the bugs. Then we have, you ever play Warcraft? Yeah. We got orcs. But funny. But they're not like a warrior culture. They're like a funny warrior culture. Yeah. Then we've got Eldar, space elves. Then we've got dark Eldar, space elves who really got into Clive Barker. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like the space dark elves. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like when I say really, you ever seen Clive Barker's Hellraiser? Yeah. 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 They really got into Clive Barker. <laughs> they wear all leather. They cut themselves. Oh my you know, God. Like, they got spikes everywhere. Yeah, no, spikes on all their ships. There's oh. spikes, and they put people on them. Yeah. You know? And they put people on them. So, like, <laughs> Rogue Trader takes place in the 40K universe, and, like, um... You got your phone? It's dead. Ah, oh, shit. Like, the opening... If you ever buy a 40K book, there's always this opening. Okay? And in the opening, it always ends on this one sentence. Okay? In the grim darkness of the far future, there is... Only war. Yeah, yeah. Because we've advanced to a very powerful space society, but then we had this giant collapse that happened. Mm. And um, basically, like, the way a battle is fought in Warhammer 40k is... um, What was it? Like, World War II, one of the biggest land battles we ever had, had, like, 500,000 men involved or some shit like that. It was massive. Scary massive. In Warhammer 40k, millions of guardsmen... As they would be called, us just guys like us. Yeah, millions of millions of guardsmen die on an 
hourly basis. Oh my god, because it's one, a one of our galactic ma- war. Yeah, it's not just a one war of our one, one of country. our main strategies. Like they may go like when I when we were done here today, go look up Warhammer 40k memes and you'll find them hilarious. Like one of my favorite ones, it'll be a meme that's just like the square that's got a guardsman's face in the middle of it, and then above his head will be above and below his head will be words, and it says like um maybe. If we throw more soldiers at it, it'll drown in all the blood. <laughs> oh my God, we're drowning you in the blood of our victims. That's how <laughs> that's that's how we win wars in the Imperium of Man. We just if you have some weird like like okay like the example the space robot skeletons yeah they have weapons which are called digital weaponry yeah when they shoot you with it you become evaporated data particles yeah it's because they're trying they already know that the strategy is to drown them in blood so they're trying to the guardsmen stop the blood the, the guardsmen will literally like thousands of men with bayonets fixed will just charge this these robots oh my god and and it's a brutal world like if you're a guardsman once you join the Imperial Guard, your life expectancy is four hours. <laughs> After four, I know every guardsman in existence has been through this just about, except the ones that died on the ride up from the planet to the ship. Yeah, because it happens. Yeah, you know. But um, every guardsman has experienced this. Once you're in the Imperial Guard for four hours, you get a promotion. Every like what every hour? Not, not every four, no, but like your first four hours in the guard, you oh. get a promotion because you just passed your life expectancy. Oh god damn! You were only expected starship trippery. It's 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 a harsh reality in 40k, and the yeah. the, the role playing game is just the same. It's like you could have a party of six dudes, and you guys could run into they're called the Necrons, the robot skeletons. Mm-hmm. You could run into one Necron, and your whole party be wiped. Oh fuck! He'll fucking kill all of you guys. He's ridiculous. Unless you've got a space marine in the party, then you guys got like a fighting chance. <laughs> See, that, that, that makes me feel like a, a DM that's like super forgiving and doesn't want to kill off his own uh, any. He party would fuck members. up a game of Rogue Trader. Yeah, yeah, that's He'd what be I was about all to like, say. Oh, you know. Oh, you all survive, and like lore wise, that makes no sense. Yeah, no, no. lore wise, <laughs> if six guardsmen came up against a Necron, you're looking at six dead guardsmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Space it's not even a bus. Like, yeah. like space marines, I'm a huge part of this online society. Uh, sorry if you guys are out there listening to this, but uh, like space marines, <laughs> space marines are like, in my opinion, the pinnacle of like fictional super soldiers. Yeah, because like just with the math alone, like I, this is it's easy to help explain this way. Like everybody knows what a Spartan is. Yeah, you guys know what Spartans yeah. are. Yeah. Both uh, in like the old, you know, the, in history and, and in Halo. Halo. So that's what I'm talking about. Halo yeah. Spartans. Okay, yeah, Halo, which are like you know, they are off badass. The real Spartans. They, yeah, yeah, they are super badass. I will never take away anything from anybody else's fiction. That's never my. That's never my motive. Is to take away from what yeah, you like. This, you know, what like, what this trying, fiction is so much better than but your. But what fiction. I'm trying to explain to people who like Halo is is like your Master Chief guy or your Spartans. They run around with like. 45 caliber weaponry. Okay, Space Marines wear multiple inch thick of a fictional metal called adamantium. Yeah. They literally they, they just took it. They, they liked <laughs> that, that name sounded good and they liked it. Yeah. You know? They so literally, hate to use it. Yeah. So literally, 
a space marine suit of armor, when you see him standing there and you're looking at metal that's like this thick. It's made of Wolverine's it's claws. Made of, made of solid adamantium. <laughs> yeah. So your 45 caliber bullet is doing how much damage to this adamantium armor? Literally, maybe it might scratch you the might, paint yeah, you, That's what we <laughs> always say. You <laughs> might scratch the fucking paint. Did you know that the paint is laser resistant? Oh, God. Because the, the image matters. Yeah, you <laughs> might, no, no. Space Marines have one philosophy. <laughs> Why do guardsmen wear camouflage? To hide? Because the enemy can't kill what they cannot see. Yeah. Why do Space Marines wear colors like purple and yellow and red? Because they want to be seen? Because the enemy will learn to fear what they can see. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Space Marines are fucking brutal. Yeah. They have no chill. Whatsoever, <laughs> and, and it's like like real life grunts. Like yeah. they're just as crazy as real life grunts. Like space marines are so suicidal in their thinking process, just naturally from their training and the way they've been programmed and designed. A space marine will only like achieve happiness in life if he is in the middle of combat, distributing the emperor's will upon the emperor's enemies. <laughs> oh my God. Um, these guys are every, every single fuck. space marine is a religious <clears throat> fanatic. Oh fuck! And also, they outrank you. Yeah. So if you see a space marine, you're often referring to them as my lord because oh, they're the direct sons of the emperor's sons, the primarchs. The emperor is such a fucking cool character. He's one of those characters that, like, you think Superman's OP? Yeah. The Emperor can fucking teleport planets across the galaxy with his mind. God. Oh, god damn. He's like a psychic that makes Professor X look like a telepath. You know what yeah. I mean? He is ridiculously psychic. He's dead now. Well, he's not dead dead. He's a corpse. Oh, yeah? His son almost killed him. And every single day, we sacrifice millions of psychic people to keep his psychic essence alive. Jesus. Oh, shit. It is the darkest universe you could ever imagine. There is no, like, police. It's all military police. Oh, um, and you could... And in 40K, one of the things I love about it is is you could be from a planet yeah. that's, like, medieval Europe. You could. Oh, I get it, dude. Yeah, like... That's and so then all, but then all yeah. of a sudden, you don't think about that when you think about like space cyberpunk. Then, then RPGs, all of a sudden, you know? a fucking twenty-five kilometer long ship enters your atmosphere, and a bunch of smaller shit. Now, to you, like this giant metal bird, this God, the God you know? just entered your atmosphere, and yeah. then he sent down his angels, the space marines, and they literally approach you and say, like, you are a part of the greater imperium of man. Oh my god. We need 10% of all your shit. Yeah. It's called the tithe. You have to pay yeah. the tithe. Yeah. And if you don't, then they exterminate us your planet. And oh, it, oh yeah, that's another thing about 40k. We <laughs> blow up planets like they're nothing. Yeah. We'll get to a planet and we'll be like, oh man, there's a lot of enemies here. Too like many. Someone's <laughs> personal vehicle. Too, oh too, too, too many enemies to wage a war against. Yeah. Blow up the planet. And then we'll just leave. One of my favorite quotes of all time is from uh, he's from an inquisitor, and he said, uh, "Like a person told the inquisitor, you do not have the right to snuff out eight billion lives." And he said, "If chaos, which is like the religious counterpart to the Imperium, they're mm -hmm. like demons and stuff. They have, all of it's real in 40k, demons, angels, all that. So like the, the inquisitor says to the guy, if chaos even exists by a root on this world." 
I don't have the right to not snuff out a billion lives. <laughs> oh my god. Because if only a little bit of chaos is on a planet, that planet will become a chaos world yeah. and it'll be just horrible. So we'll we will gladly eliminate a planet to get rid of the problem. Is there there's a lot of uh, 40k um, stuff out there? Isn't there like like there's like video games and like uh, we have some of the best real time. Hey, there's strategies. a lot of like Warcraft shit out there too. Yeah, yeah. Starcraft, anything like that? Kind like, of yeah. Yeah, like Wait, we, where you where you where you make a base and no, then you no, spawn no. troops from it yeah. and stuff. Yeah, we have a bunch of games like that. Like oh, also, strategy games. Yeah, yeah Dawn yeah. of War, Battlefleet, Gothic, Armada. They're all strategy games. We have a few. Like actiony games, yeah, they're actually not considered the best ones though out of all the. And g- but give me a, a, a Space MMO RPG in that setting. Yeah. yeah, Space Marine is a third-person shooter. It's it's literally a Gears of War ripoff. Like yeah. it, the battle system works the it's same just way. Gears You're of third, War in the 40k but universe. That's why it's fun to us, is because you get to play as a Space Marine. Yeah, and yeah. you get to be as ridiculous as a Space Marine can be. A fucking. Your average Space Marine weighs about as much as Master Chief does, yeah. but they can run literally like 200 miles per hour. That stamina bar does not go down. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they have like the physical strength to like lift a fucking semi trailer, like yeah, one of the yeah. like a big like something you need a mat truck to pull. Yeah, yeah, that is some super soldier shit right there. They're they're nuts. They're all like all Space Marines are like eight feet tall due to the genetic enhancements they've received. God and, damn. And they also have what's known as the Black Carapace. Yeah, it's that? this. It's this underneath the skin. It's where your rib cage and your sternum meet. Yeah, it all infuses together to make a plate of solid bulletproof bone. And they're like they're genetically engineered that way, or what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All Space Marines receive a gene seed. A gene seed. It's from their Primark. Yeah, they are making a uh, Warhammer TV series for Netflix. Oh, fucking a. See? At least Netflix is trying to get on with the, the new content. Dude. That's like, a Space Marine right there. Yeah. See, dude, going back to our last conversation, everyone has like this new fucking show coming out about some franchise or another, and like Netflix doesn't. No production contracts have been signed. Uh, do you know why? Uh, do, you, do you know why? Because they don't want to why pay them, sell Games Workshop. Yeah. They are a titan. Of a of a game company, yeah. and um, you know how like say you like like Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. uh, they are doing a uh, An animated animated series. series, Angels of Death. But um, like one of the big problems is is like oh man, what was I just saying? Like sorry, uh, why? Did I just wanted to say. Oh yeah, it. why there hasn't been a 40k like TV series yet yeah, is yeah. because like. There are people that make fan animations of stuff. Like, you've probably seen some Halo ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah people yeah. who make their own little fan animations. Uh, Games Workshop will sue you. Yeah. Oh, my God. God you yeah. have to get their permission. Yeah. Or they will straight up send you a cease and desist. They will send some kid in his personal yes. project. That, that sounds like Nintendo. Me and, my friends, <laughs> me and my friends often refer to them as the bearded robes. Because <laughs> we imagine they just like sit around in some circle with ro- hooded robes on. They like, all got the, the gray beard beards. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, they literally, that's how they are, man. It's just like, there was a guy that made a bunch of 40K animations. And then he posted a YouTube video where he was like, yeah, I, got, I can't make them anymore. They sent me a cease and desist. But then there's other guys... That have made such good animations that Games Workshop's like, we support this one. And everybody's like, oh! <laughs> oh my god. We They're su- not going to fucking sue them! 
<laughs> we support this one. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, like, like 40K is just one of those universes where because the owners of it are so, like, anal retentive and want it to be the way it is, they're not willing to let somebody be like, oh, I want to make a 40K adaptation. Like, no. You either make it scene for scene, word for word, or you don't make it at all. I imagine, like, uh, there ain't much... Uh, TV shows and movies that take place in the Forgotten Realm and it's probably roughly around for the same reason, you know? It's, it's like, I think they're, they're, and it's probably going to be You don't want it, you know, you, you don't, with the D&D movie, I think? You don't want nobody to, to subvert, to subvert your world. Yeah, or like half-ass it, phoning in. Like, one thing forgot- us 40K fans have complained about is like, if they ever made a TV show about guardsmen, yeah, everybody's always said the same thing. It should kind of work like the World War II Stuff like okay. Band of Brothers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It should be like that, but us 40K fans will already know going in, all of these guys are going to die. Yeah, yeah. Because guardsmen don't live to yeah. see the next day, usually. So, like, that would be a major fuck-up if you made a 40K TV series and, like, even if, like, you introduce, like, a group of You're on soldiers. season three of the yeah. living guardsmen well, yeah, that yeah, survived yeah. Like, for three seasons. If, if, if these guys, if these three guys live... That's okay. But if like six or seven of the guys live, that's just going to be totally unrealistic to all 40K fans. Yeah. There are literally things called jump squads in the guard where like you were a part of like Alpha Squad, Beta Squad, Kappa Squad. Like then like in the first two hours of the battle, Alpha, Beta, Kappa, Deca were all wiped out by the enemy and the few remainders were all shoved together into one platoon. Junk squad? It's called a junk squad. Yeah. That is the most common type of squad that you can run into in 40k as a junk squad. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, yeah, all my friends are dead. And now <laughs> I've been put in here with a bunch of other guys who all their friends are dead. <laughs> really, man, like, I want more content that's put in the Forgotten Realm. And for, for I think D&D deserves... More dude, content. Dude, so much lore, dude. It's so badass. Like, 40K? If, yeah. I, if you were to say, like, where should I even get into it? I don't even know where to begin to tell you, like, where to get into it. Go buy a novel. Go buy a yeah. comic book. Go buy the tabletop I board mean, game. As, yeah. as we see with previous properties, though, it does depend on who gets it. Yes. Exactly, man. Like, do you want... M. Night Shyamalan can't touch any of it. Do you want M. Night Shyamalan? I will say it. Like, if Disney got their hands on 40K... Like, no 40K can, fan would be happy. No, of course. Well, like, 40K sounds too brutal for Disney. Yeah. And that's like... But like, like Iron they, Man, like, too, they would, had the fuck it, in it. Okay? They, would, they, would, they would take, so like... So, Disney's edgy. They would take it yeah. back. Like, like, everybody thinks they would try to rein in how brutal... No, dude, they're... they're oh, yeah. man, I don't forgot what you called a Garzman. Mm-hmm. Dude, Garzman would be surviving all day if Disney... Could yeah. Like, <laughs> and it. It'd be a, a group... Of, the, the, the show would be about a group of... Like, it's like I made the joke about... Uh, if Disney got a hold of that property, it'd be a show about a group of guardsmen. None of them die because their main character. And Disney doesn't take that risk. No. Oh and they'd be on like, season three. These guardsmen would still be alive, and that just contradicts the lore you told me. Yeah, you know? no, it's it's a bad universe. Like like we like we love the joke. Halo fans say, "Oh, I'd love to be a Spartan." It's like, how does the joke go? It's like Halo fans say, "I would love to be a Spartan." Um, Lord of the Rings fans say, "I would love to live in Middle Earth." 40k fans say, nah, fuck all that. (laughs) I'm not living in my fucking fandom. No, 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 no. We don't want to live in the 40k universe. We don't want to have a guy walk up and be like, is your faith in the Emperor waning? (laughs) Boom! (laughs) Those guys are called commissars. They will shoot you if they see you being scared. Oh, goddamn. What? Commissar. If you're scared? 
like so yeah if, yeah if, if you're scared it's good like you if you have, don't have if, the if you have your laser gun okay and there are orcs or necrons or eldar coming across the ridge line and you're cowering and not killing you are gonna get a bullet put in your head well, because sure. the the commissar's motto is is um fight the enemy that is at the front of the line but remember there is something more terrifying at the back of the line it is the commissar standing over your shoulder looking and if he sees you cowering he's gonna cap your friend and be like everybody fight harder then dude that that's effective as fuck because like once you're you, this is common knowledge then it is literally count there's no reason it is like more counterproductive to be scared it's like you were if you're scared of death acting scared is gonna make you die you quicker see, you see you the know? bug you see yeah. the bug ripping the tank open like a tuna can and eating the guys inside fix bayonets charge oh god <laughs> my god and hope and you know that, that's why 40k has its whole host of cool characters yeah. like yeah. um there aren't just guardsmen there are different types of guardsmen depending on what planet you come from. Yeah. Vostroyans? Imagine uh, Russians. Yeah. Vostroyans are Russians. It sounds Russian. They wear yeah. they wear all red. They have big mustaches and highly crafted yeah. laser rifle. <laughs> they they drink a clear liquid. Oh, all fucking vodka, bro. All all alcohol. Yeah. In 40k is referred to as amasek. Yeah. They drink a clear amasek. Oh yeah, they're yeah. fucking Russians. Oh yeah. Um, then there are your Armageddon Steel Legion. They're from the planet Armageddon. Um, they're like your average World War II infantry soldier. They got the gas mask and the fucking metal helmet. And yeah. then, uh, then you got your Kriegsmen. They look like World War II Nazis. They yeah. got gas mask and the little fancy hat and the trench coat going on. Yeah. Uh, Kriegsmen are all clones. Yeah. No Kriegsman has a name. Damn. He has a number. It's fucking oh, Clone wow. War shit right and there. And he doesn't know what emotions are. Yeah. One of my favorite 40K pictures of all time is a bunch of Kriegsmen marching. I love the art to 40K, as you can see yeah. from that picture that oh, Space yeah. Marine. Yeah. There's a Kriegsman marching with his rifle. There's a young girl leaning over the railing where all the Kriegsman parade is happening. And she's holding out a flower. And he's like looking at her. And then in a bunch of text beneath the picture, it says, The Kriegsman does not understand the flower. Yeah. The Kriegsman does not understand the girl. The Kriegsman does not understand why she is giving him this flower. And then that's where that sentence cuts off. And then it says, the girl does not understand the Kriegsman. The girl does not realize that the flower she is handing is being handed to a dead man. Ah, that's deep shit, bro. <laughs> uh, something, to, something to play off of this conversation Obviously, Warhammer 40K is just one of these things. It's a, it's a, it obviously has a large history and uh, you know whatnot, a cult and, and and a cult following. A following. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think it is about things in general like 40K that brings together a following? What what do, what, what is fandom? When you're writing a story, um, yeah, all this stuff like, came from somebody. When you're writing a story, there are six questions. There are like, well, there's a couple of questions that you can ask yourself. So, like, one, who's the story about? Two, what did they go through? Um, if, if at any point you can't answer questions like that... You got a bad story. You, or you don't have one at all. Yeah. So you either got a bad one or you don't have one at all. Yeah. 40K is one of those universes where, as I'm, you know, like sitting here right now with you two, as I'm introducing people to it, you could have a question about any 
thing in the universe. Any one of those six questions. And I guarantee there's an answer for it. Yeah. You can yeah. ask me stupid questions. Like the joke off of, um, I forget what movie it was, but, uh, oh yeah, uh, Fanboys. You ever yeah. seen Fanboys? Oh, I fucking yeah. love Fanboys. Yeah. Oh, what does Captain Kirk find in his bathroom? And the guy says, like, well, clearly he would find a D21 cleaning device. And then the guy says, like, no, I think he found a captain's log. <laughs> but, like, that right there, that answer, the D21 cleaning device, Dude, that, that's 40K has that galore. You can ask me, well, how do, how do guardsmen eat when they're in the battlefield? They eat corpse starch. Yeah. You take a bunch of corpses and you put them into this machine it pops out this green paste called corpse starch. And you eat that. Oh god damn it! Sorry, but are you saying that uh, this fa- is a miserable so Is does fandom come from lore? Basically, uh, never-ending lore. Never-ending lore. Is that what it is, or is like are like fandom comes from the ability to ask questions, have them answered, and if there is no answer, to then elaborate. <coughs> have a good reason to why have a good no reason answer. to elaborate. Forty K draws people in by. Openly claiming that it's got a little bit of something for everyone. And also, if, like... The, if true grim darkness isn't your forte, read any 40k book that involves orcs. <laughs> they are the funniest fucking characters <laughs> yeah. ever created. Um, they all talk like rugby hooligans from Britain. Okay. <laughs> You're taking the piss out of me. Right, that's how they all talk. <laughs> their whole culture. Blinders. Their whole culture is based off of wah or war. <laughs> wah. You go wah. We got to wah. Wah. do wah. And um, all orcs are minutely psychic. They create yeah. what is known as a intrinsic gel. I think it's a something field. It's like a void field around them, and whatever they believe becomes true. No shit. Because of all of them believing it together in that psychic resonance. Like the law of attraction and speaking things into existence. So when an orc says, painting it red, make it go faster. Their red vehicles drive faster than their non-red vehicles. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god. It has nothing to do with the engine. As a matter of fact, if you were a mechanic and you looked at that engine, it shouldn't work. Yeah. There's a carburetor hooked to the gas hose. <laughs> but they think there's, it'll work. So, and their minor psychic abilities makes it true. Yep, so the more orcs that get together, the oh, more powerful something can become. Yeah, that's deadly. They, Man, they should be the most deadliest force in the game. They are They are some of the most dangerous creatures you can run into. Because depending yeah. on the size of the wall... Yeah, um, of the wall. They, um, they, they've noticed things about space marines. Space yeah. marines are all color-coded. Yeah. If you see a solid yellow space marine, he's an imperial fist. His whole thing is siege tactics. He can build the best wall, and he can damn sure take your wall down. Yeah. Orcs have come to notice this. So, like, the ultramarines, the ones that are all blue, orcs think that blue is a lucky color. Because look how lucky the ultramarines is. Yeah. Bad things be happening to them, and then, boom, more of them show up and save the day like they lucky. So orcs will paint themselves blue, and suddenly you'll have a hard time hitting them with your oh, gun. Because okay. he's just lucky. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. believe, the, thanks to the, uh, the night lords, yeah. the purple space marines, the stealth-orientated ones, orcs believe that purple is a sneaky color. If an orc commando paints himself purple, you and I just can't see him. It's like he's invisible. <laughs> like fucking Drax. Like literally, yeah, literally. And one of my favorite ways of disguising themselves, 
by holding up a crudely drawn picture of a space marine and saying, Oh, it's me, a space marine! <laughs> Actual space marines were like, that's just a space marine. Oh, yeah, no, that's on. Brother Darnarius. We were wondering where he went. Yeah. You know, oh, guardsmen are all like, Oh, space marine, there are orcs over there. And he's like, yeah, we're going to crump on them good. <laughs> It, it is interesting, though, that um, like how, how many people can come to, how many people can come to liking the one, the, like one thing. Here's one way I. It's like at uh, it. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is one of those things that has you go re- if somebody if you were to ask, oh where did the elves come from go read the Cimmerillion we got it. Well, see that that has to do with like what I was talking about is like the more lore something has the more it has for you to look into and the longer you stay interested into it and. Yeah. It, and because yeah. like you can constantly find out new things, if and you're just an go deeper down the rapper rabbit hole. If you're an edge lord, yeah, 40k's got shit for you, buddy. Oh yeah, go read some chaos stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know how chaos space marines get bored sometimes. Yeah. They take a woman and they turn her into what's called the Damu Agaric, not not the Demogorgon, but it's like the Damu Agarin. It's basically it's like forty k. They pump a female full of combat drugs. <laughs> oh god! And, and genetic enhancements. It makes her grow to like three times in size. And they literally reach up into her womb and rip out full-grown chaos space marines. She god feels damn. the pain of all of this. Oh. Good god! And that's the point that she feels the pain. That was the point for them. Oh. So if you're an edge lord, go read some fucking chaos novels. If you oh. think the Imperium. The, the, the humans, if you think they're too dark, go read some Tau stuff. The Tau are bluefish alien communists. <laughs> they believe that everybody should get along. If yeah. you want to read uh, romance novels, uh, read Twilight. If you want to read a romance novel, <laughs> if you want to read a romance novel in 40K, go read Love Can Bloom. The, the full title of the book is On the Battlefield, Love Can Bloom. Oh, yeah? But it's about an Eldar and a Vindicure sniper that end up getting with each other. Vindicare being a human uh, expert sniper. Yeah. But uh, an Eldar, a space elf, and then the Vindicare that was sent to assassinate her, they end up falling in love with one another. Holy shit, shit. 40K has got a little shit something for everybody. Shit gets deep. Shit gets deep. Shit gets deep indeed, bro. Well, there's, there's so many fandoms, though. There's so many. So many. And Star some, Wars, some are Marvel, good and some are bad. DC, fucking. You know, and I, like you know, okay, like when I, if you if you want me to say like, oh, what's a D&D, bad fandom? Harry Potter. Yeah, what's a what's a bad fandom? The GTA fandom. Grand Theft Auto. The toxic, yeah. the toxic oh. environment that is Grand Theft Auto. Is there yeah, a fandom? Are, oh yeah. It says the 40k lover. That's a toxic environment. No, 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 no. What I mean is, is say there was a 40k game out there. Yeah. It would probably be couch co-op. We could probably play together and team up as space marines to kill. Kill fucking space bugs. Oh, together. you're talking about Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah. Oh my god, fuck <laughs> everyone who ever plays that game. They're all, oh my god. You try to do oh. one fucking oh. thing. But I, I just try to do a mission here. You just run up on me, kill me, and leave. Oh god, I'm so mad now. So. Yeah, oh, I get it. There are bad fandoms out there. There are oh. fandoms that are toxic as shit. Oh, yeah. What's it, the fandom on that? On what? Just a, there's just a, that's, that just seems like obsession. Is that 
obsessed with yeah, the game. Yeah, but Grand Theft Auto ain't got the lore to have a fandom, right? Yeah, I really I mean, kind of is there like a now. there are five games? Yeah, oh no, there's like the ten side missions and story. Yeah, like, yeah, there's five main Grand Theft Autos. It must be. Got, like, I mean, it's gotta be. It's gotta be a small fandom. Is that a small fandom? When it comes to video games, it's one of the best-selling video games of all time. To this day, in the last Grand Theft Auto, like Grand Theft Auto, money. Go to a Grand Theft Auto See yeah. how many people are talking about theories on whether or not the whole thing is a movie or whether or not the whole thing actually that, uh, that there's blogs on this? Yes. Yeah, dude, and, and you know how we have the director mode, the creator mode? Yeah. Yeah. That makes is, people that, that, that that's it's lends, all a movie. Yeah, that lends to the theory that it's just you're just playing a movie. You're playing a movie character playing a movie. Yeah. Or it's all really happening. Yeah. That's the fandom. Questions are being asked, and if there are no answers. People then speculate. That's everything then. Anything can have questions. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but a lot of things... Well, when I say anything can have questions, I mean franchise. like, look, look, look. <laughs> does... What was it like? A lot of people ask the movie. question. There's this one Russian guy in one of the GTA games, and the main character of GTA 4, people yeah. argued over his ethnicity for years. Oh, yeah, it's like Baltic or some shit. Blah, and, blah, blah. But people put two and two together and wondered, do these two guys know each other? Oh, I think I recall what the fuck he's talking and that about. And that was a question. And then people elaborated on it. People looked at, well, no. Yeah. If, you, if you look at what this guy says here, he says he knows a if guy. If you can theorize about a property, you're about to have a fandom. Yeah. You know? Okay. But then there are some things where theorizing about it becomes pointless. Like, Harry um, Potter. No. Well, <laughs> Harry Potter is actually one of those ones that I would point out to that theorizing about Harry Potter is pointless. Because J.K. Rowling's just going to probably like, oh, it no. A, it follows a chosen one story. Yeah. So when anything follows a chosen one story, any kind of side bets, like, oh, Neville Neville could have been the main character. Well, he could have, but he wasn't. Could have, should have, would have. Yeah, could have, should have, would have. The Harry Potter fandom, though, is born from people who want to be in Harry Potter. The yeah. opposite of 40K. Yeah, People absolutely. say, oh, I want to go to Hogwarts. Yeah. I want to learn yeah. magic. Yeah. There's a reason why I got a wand at my yeah. house. You know? <laughs> 40K, we like watching it from the third person that we are. Okay. We like watching... These space marines fight this endless battle. That and here's another thing about 40k. You talked about earlier in the last podcast. We were talking about where nihilism belongs. Yeah, 40K. In, writing, in 40k, once you start explaining it out to somebody enough, and they ask like, "Well, well, where's the hope?" That's the point. There ain't there is no hope. <laughs> there is no hope. Oh, dude, this salt life goes through you. This is the second time I've had to piss in the last five minutes. Humanity's back is against the wall. It is, and we have like eight different alien threats all attacking us at once. There is no hope in the world of 40k. No fucking hope at all. And that's good for people like me. Some people like telling people like no, like like the the. Black Panther. They made a yeah. they made a Black Panther meme about 40k, and it's one of the best ones out there. Uh, person Bruce Banner above his head. It says, "So who's the good guys in yeah. 40k?" And then it cuts to T'Challa, and he says, "We don't we don't do that here." Yes. Yeah. Yes. In 40k, good and bad are is it's whatever you think is good and bad. It's yeah. subjective. Um, if you think that a religious, you know, fucking fascist government is wrong, you won't like the humans. Yeah. The Imperium of Man, they're a fascist religious autocracy. You can get shot for merely saying you don't believe certain things. You yeah. can get persecuted and <laughs> fucking executed for not believing the state religion. Is, is there is, is there a name for like something that where like a fandom ends? 
Harry Potter. No, I'm joking. Like, like the ending of a fandom. Like I, I, I'm thinking about things that had fandoms that are kind of like, yeah, just, like no that went away. That like not, ended. Like Thundercats. Or yeah. Lost. Well, no, like, well, like, like, we talked about yeah, Lost. Yeah, like, Lost well, like, had a huge fucking fandom. Look at Thundercats when it was first released in okay. the 80s. Yeah. It was like He-Man. It was one of the quintessential cartoons. Yeah. Nowadays, who the fuck talks about Thundercats? But yeah. what happened? And like, people, what's the, what's the people, difference between I, Thundercats I know what you mean, and like people stuff. act like they time. like Thunder Time? Yeah, and people time. act like they like Thundercats well, for nostalgic, I, I, ironic reasons. But no one actually watches the show and what, talks what, about what it. What did you compare Thundercats? They just lost. Yeah. Well, I was trying to say that Lost had like a pretty large fandom. Yeah, right. So, like, okay, with Thundercats in particular, it had a beginning, like like any good show in my opinion. It had a beginning, it had an end, and then time happened. So while Thundercats was on air, it had a fandom. Like you can go look it up online. It had a huge, massive fandom. There were thousands and thousands of people that loved the Thundercats. They went to the conventions to talk about yeah. Thundercats. They wanted to listen and hear more Thundercats. But then the show ended. Yeah. They you all moved grew up. up. They all got older, and time happened. So you're, now something like Lord of the Rings, which is a book. That is often highly recommended in schools and stuff for kids. Who yeah, that has it. an ending. Right. But that has an ending. But it keeps getting recommended it, to it the has, next it generation. Has, it has an ending, but it keeps getting recommended. They don't do that with cartoons anymore. They don't say... Cartoon Network never says, oh, you should go watch Boomerang. Because it has all the old shit that'll help you learn about the... That, and that, that goes back to uh, just capitalism and marketing. Like, does Cartoon Network... Do they own Boomerang? I think so. Yeah. I was going to say, because if they didn't, they wouldn't be telling you to go watch another production company's But, they, but they even do own Boomerang, and they're still yeah. not telling you to go yeah. watch it, because they want you to watch The Loud House and The Amazing yeah. World of Gumball. Yeah. And, but they don't want you to go back and watch Thundercats or... Did, Thunder, did Thundercats establish, like... I'm noticing, though, I guess the trend would be that Lord of the Rings, the writer, was very good at creating a the larger world... world Outside of the characters was following world beer building. That's, that's also very a problem important. with things like He Man, things like Thundercats. We know we know very little about the world of Eternia. Yeah, and we yeah. also know very little about the world the Thundercats take place on. We know very little about that world. So, and that, that's what that's one of the there's a fine line, in my opinion, between that whole asking questions and speculation thing. If we ask questions about Thundercats, we eventually end up with nothing but speculation because yeah. there's not enough answers to go around. Yeah. If you ask a question about 40K, it can be answered. Yeah. You can ask, how tall are these guys? It's there. You can ask, how heavy is a starship? You got it right there. Yeah. People have already written it out. They've already given us the information we need, and it's done. You know what I mean? You can then elaborate on that. The thing about 40K tends to be the emotion that it brings mm-hmm. to a lot of people whenever we watch it. Like, um, because of the bleakness. Yeah, like, there's a there's a very famous animation. It's based... It, it, the animation was put to a very famous reading of a quote from 40K. It's called Pity the Guardsman. It's a chaos space marine standing over three dead guardsmen while holding one by the neck. And he is saying, Pity the Guardsman. What is a guardsman besides a weak sack of flesh? That, that has the most disposable of armor and equipment that is only useful in massive numbers. Okay? He's talking all this shit. And then all of a sudden a space marine shows up at the Chaos Space Marine. And he says, what you so carelessly mock. 
as being lesser than you is an imperial guardsman drawn, pulled from some forgotten corner of the galaxy to fight in a war that was not his own. He, and he points to all the corpses, he says he is a farmer, a factory worker, a father, a brother, a son. And against endless hordes of teeming monsters like you, for 10,000 years, he holds the line. Ah, that's fucking, yeah. Dude, that's like, yeah, 40K's got a bunch of deep shit. And then bro. after the Chaos Marine gets the fuck beat out of him by the Space Marine, he rips off his helmet. Yeah. He says, and he has held the line for 10,000 years against things like you, cursed with the power of laughing gods. Yeah. Then he pulls out his bolter and he says, so what's your excuse, monster? <laughs> You've been held back by men with disposable equipment and the cheapest of armaments. Yeah. He is no super soldier cursed by the powers of great gods. He is just a man. Yeah. And he fights for his home, his family, and what he believes in. That's 40K in a nutshell. Yeah, dude, that's fucking deep, deep <clears throat> shit, man. In the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. And then things like that, where like, they just continuously expand. Uh, you know, Star Wars is another one of those things that they just continuously there's expansion of universe. Uh, and then there's canceling the universe and then using so, the same thing to make an act like you're expanding, but you're not really expanding. So you're just using the source material. I, I think we we might have taught we might have touched on this uh, in a previous episode, not with uh, you particularly, but in general, we've probably spoken on this. What are your thoughts when like? A lot of the stuff has to come from somewhere. So it comes from like the initial writer, the writers yeah. or whatnot. What are your thoughts when someone like a uh, like the Harry Potter writer then has to like, oh well, this is what's canon. Like <laughs> one person getting to decide what what is when and what you, isn't canon. That, now that can make how, or break a franchise. That's one of the beautiful things about 40k. There is no just one writer. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There are hundreds of writers yeah. for 40k, yeah. and technically, a lot of them contradict one another. Is yeah. that? But is that why but it's all canon? So, it's but like, but there's a new writer. We're not. If, gonna tell if there's them. a guy that writes it to our Space Marines in the description, it seems like they're running about 60 miles an hour. Yeah. And then in this guy's description, they're running like 200 miles an hour. Which one of them's right? Both. Both. Yeah, because like at, at different given, it's the same thing with D and D and Forgotten Realms. At different given moments and different given campaigns are written by different so. given writers. And they're all right. They're all given free reign. None of them are told, "Hey, because but the is specific, did this in the past, is it, is you it, can't now do." But this. Is, is it specific for certain genre? Like, what happens if someone writes a Lord of the Rings book? Yeah, and it's and it's full they're of money. You're not allowed to do well, that. Well, yeah, technically, since that is like it's like a very big deal. Like Lord of the Rings, it's it's a property that's owned by the. That's what I'm saying. So, like, when you look at like a Lord of the Rings property. And someone says, okay, well, then I'm going to write a Lord of the Rings book. Then, then, and then, but then they fuck it all up. Well, no, that like, would never, <laughs> you know what I mean? never happen. You're not listening. If someone says, oh, man, I think I might write a Lord of the Rings book. They're assassinated right there. Well, well, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Well, like, I'm just saying you're why saying. Why do you think that? Like, yeah. So many like, different people can write the. So the, what the 40K we what is. we do in 40k is is there actually is the an example like what you're talking about. There's a guy. Oh, what was his name? Matthew something. Not Matthew Gray. 
or something, but he's considered one of the worst 40K. He, he, he is considered to be one of the guys that introduced things that we didn't need. Contradicts a yeah, lot contradicts of Yeah, contradicts a lot of shit. Okay. And um, Matt Ward is his name. And um, it's just kind of a universal agreement that, like, if we're talking about 40K and you bring up something by Matt Ward, don't listen to that guy. Oh, my God. Well, Matt Ward said, let me stop you right there. Yeah, Matt Ward <laughs> said, well, let me stop you right there and tell you I don't give a shit what Matt Ward said. <laughs> I don't yeah. give a shit what Matt Ward it, said. Matt Ward. Yeah. Like, so, I guess, like, but like, I guess, The yeah. problem would be, though, with 40K, we still have to take into consideration that Matt Ward did write 40K books. And they all and they all are canon, unfortunately. Damn. Now, now with Lord of the Rings, though, that's owned by the Tolkien estate. So my whole thing would be is if some guy wrote a book and said like, "Oh, I want to write a Lord of the Rings story," and it got published by and, the Tolkien estate, and it was crap, I would blame the Tolkien estate. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would tell them you had time to read over it, you had time to proofread it, you had time to tell him to edit things, and you still put this crap in front of us. So you basically what, like what bad once, once a franchise get and a, and a fandom gets so fucking massive like Star Wars D D or Forty K, then it's like you know it's almost like shitty and mean and spiteful to be as controlling on who gets to contribute to this fandom and who doesn't. Like once it gets so big, then it's like a lot of these people are contributing to the fandoms. I ain't got time to proofread them all, but like you know. It's it's ultimately a good thing that like these forty five writers are writing these forty five books. I'm gonna let all forty five of them do their and book. A lot of us merely complain when it comes to and the like adherence. five of the forty suck, you know. Like, like when people can when people like explain in like you know cryptic detail like what the Imperium's like. Like we're all us forty k fans are always super judgmental of that about whether or not they got it right. And but we, we we tend to love it whenever they take something that isn't elaborated on as much and then do more of that. Which that that's probably the big, that's probably something that but going, that fandom needs, right? Right. When, exactly. That, that's when that's when fandom works. But going back to my point, when you got a smaller, more controlled uh, fandom like uh, Lord of the Rings, which is all they're all dead, right? Yeah. Well, they, well, not they. There's just one. Oh Lord yeah. He's okay. Heal him. He's dead. Exactly. So there's not like forty five different. Yeah, totally. There's not forty five different writers with Lord of the Rings, nor will there ever be. And they don't ever want there to be. Well, so, yeah. like, Lords of the Ring will probably... Like, the first... This is the first Lords of the Ring... What's it called? Uh, the, the series coming out? Uh, Rings of Power. Rings of Power is the first narrative to add to the Lords of the Ring lore and fucking, like, a hundred years. When was... Except the, uh, for... Yeah, who's, who's in charge of that? What? Like... The, well, not, the Lord of the Rings the, the Tolkien okay. estate and they, they are and, and they, they have are. they, they have been like so with if an it iron sucks fist, if then, it sucks it's all on them and they will destroy everything and they have with an iron fist been like stuck dude you think these are the first motherfuckers that wanted to contri- contribute a new narrative to the Lord of the Ring lore yeah. no it's just been fucking and not and out of the question for since the since J.R.R. Tolkien Wrote The Hobbit and Lords of the Ring, and then right after that, no one ever. It's like the only person that can ever contribute narratively to Lord to the Lords of the Ring fandom is J.R.R. Tolkien, and he's dead. So no one will ever, 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 ever contribute to this story again. And it's like they're only just now starting to wane on that fucking that yeah. wall, you know. So is it too early for fucking Harry Potter? 
No, no, it's like too late for that because of the same reason. Uh, <laughs> because no one will ever, 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 ever contribute to Harry Potter other than J.K. Rowling. And we're all They try! Potterverse! Yeah, yeah, we're all... No, Potter... What? The Potter... Potter... Or what is it called? Pottermore. That, that was... That was all J.K. Rowling. Oh, it was? Yeah. That, people added to it? J.K. Rowling... No. Yeah. No, 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 J.K. Rowling wrote the whole you, entire you, fucking you, you website. You had to submit things and she decided whether or not Oh, okay. Barely even that. Like, 99% of it, it comes from her mind. Yeah. 1% comes from other people's mind that That's she the brought up on. having your writer still be alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's your problem. Yeah, and we're tired of her shit. <laughs> we're tired of her shit. Us Lord of the Rings guys can rest on our laurels that the dude is dead. And, and he can't be like, well, actually... Well, like, and if uh, people want to bring up the fact that he was racist... Ferrandale was gay. And uh-huh. stuff like that. Like, he's dead. He can't, he can't retcon his shit. It's not like he's sitting around being racist right now. Yeah. <laughs> or retconning shit left and right because he changed he, his he mind. He fucking 40, 50 years ago. So, yeah. And technically he was racist during a time period where it was okay to be racist. So we just kind of, us Lord of the Rings fans kind of sweep that all underneath the rug when we're talking about Tolkien. Wait one second. Is that why... You're, you're, wait, what, is no. that is that like a rumor going around that he was racist? No, he was. Racist. He was racist. Okay, look, let me paint it to you. Okay, guys. He was a fucking Nazi. Well, no, 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 no. I don't know. Uh, he fought against the Nazis. Yeah, I was just. But playing. let me paint it to you this way. <clears throat> this is something my buddy Brendan had to open my eyes to. Who are the corrupted men who served Sauron? You remember the ones Orcs. who rode the elephants? Uh, yeah, elephants. The big elephants. Yeah. yeah, those were humans riding those elephants. Okay. Yeah. Who were they? Black people. They were the men of the night. The east. East. Okay. Okay. So unlike the proud, strong Western man. Ah, uh, get a Western organized uh, civilization and all the, that. The Western, you know, like Aragorn, yeah. the white. Western European man versus the Middle, Middle Eastern, Eastern man of the from East. the third con- third world country. Yeah, third world country. You was crazy about Lord. And, and, and you know why? You know why they serve Sauron, right? Why? Because unlike the men of the West, the men of the East hearts, the East's hearts were easier to corrupt. The West was corrupted too, though. Racism. No, 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 no. The West wasn't corrupt in Northern Rings. The like Sauron was just now getting there. He, oh, okay. he corrupted uh, like, Theoden King yeah. in Rohan. Yeah, but he quite, he hadn't quite gotten his. The whole grasp. story is about like them stopping the. And no, no. The what happens to Theoden the moment that Gandalf frees him from Saruman's control? He becomes the proud king, you know, the <laughs> proud white western. So uh, he was a little bit racist. So he, he was racist enough for the time. My God! So that uh, that actually uh, brings up a South Park joke that they just did in a new episode. Uh, did That's you what I think about did that. you guys know that they did a whole episode about this, where Token, his real name is Token. <laughs> And they looked at their like, wait, so they, they, they Stan, why would why would they name their son Token? <laughs> Anyone that thought his name was Token is a racist. Yeah. And they stare at the camera. They have like the doctor stare at the camera. Uh, is a racist. If you whoever if you thought that his name was Token, as in Token black guy, then. You are the problem! Uh, his name was Tolkien because his dad is a huge Lord of the Rings fan. 
and names his oh, son Tolkien. Yeah, Tolkien. And so now, guess what? As soon as that episode aired, every single South Park uh, fandom or whatever, like uh, uh, writer, went even the Wikipedia changed the name and changed, changed it to Tolkien. Like, oh fuck, they're right. Dude, they changed this it isn't to just Tolkien. a joke. They changed it to Tolkien. Yeah, so, and that's like them escaping racism themselves. Is that kind of... Which is like... No, no, it's been so Tolkien like, the whole time. And that's my whole... Like, that true though, like, okay. Tolkien may have been a bit of a racist. You ever read Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe? Yeah. C.S. Lewis was a massive sexist. <laughs> he's like, well, she's a woman, so she failed well, everything. He's a good writer, I think. Did, did you... Did you <laughs> okay, you know the oldest sister... There's four of them. Okay. Yeah. The four kids. Yeah. You're the oldest sister. Yeah. You know, she doesn't get to go to heaven, right? Because she's a woman? Well, no, no. Not because she's a woman. Because she got into girly things. I thought they all went. Oh, in the movie they did. No, no. In the book, only three of them get to go to heaven. Which is, like, he doesn't beat around the bush or anything. No, the youngest because he wasn't. she wasn't old enough. No, no, no. In the book, it was the oldest one who didn't go because okay. she got obsessed with things like boys, makeup... And the music of the time. She grew up. She became a woman. And you can't go to heaven whenever you're obsessed with things like makeup and girly girly and stuff. And sync. Oh know? my god. Yeah. You, can't, you can't be obsessed with boys and go to heaven. Fuck, I'm skirting on that. Oh my god. Well, you can still be obsessed with goats, and that's a goat fucker joke. Y'all wouldn't understand that. It has to do with work. Oh my god. Dude, people call me goat. Alright, let me tell him. I don't know if I ever told you this story. God knows I ain't told Tyler. So I used to walk around. At work, with my, my, my pants tucked into my cowboy boots, all shit kicker style. Yeah. And some dude used to call me go fucker. Like, dude, he was like the most moodiest motherfucker. He'd, like, he'd spend 10 hours at work just working. And like, with a frown on his face, he'd never say a fucking word to anybody. And that's just like, became part of his thing. And that's just him. And just, he does that. Uh, and, but he, he talked to me, but the only thing he ever said to me was go fucker. He'd call me go fucker and just keep on scooting on a forklift. And eventually I'll be like, what the fuck is that about? And he's like, yeah, that's what you call people when they tuck their pants into their bootlegs. Because, like, they, we call them goat fuckers because, like, you know, it's assuming, it, it's insinuating that while fucking you tuck your pants legs into your boots so that you have room to tuck the legs of a goat into your boots so the goat doesn't struggle as much. While you're raping it, and without stepping your feet, without like this is my, my my greatest comical moment. There was not a a, a a millisecond of hesitation. I looked right in his eyes, and I was like, "I'm so glad you told me that." I got kicked a lot last time, and it, it was a whole fucking thing. And it's gone so fucking far to where like everyone, including my boss, calls me Go Fucker. I have Go oh my, go, my name is Go Fucker on the schedule. All right, he, now it's it's been shortened to GFR. All right, it's just everyone just calls me GFR. And you think I, it's like I have half the mind to be salty about this, but God damn it, it's it's gone so far that this it's kind of amusing how far it's gone. Oh my God! I can't even stop it now. Yeah. There are powers in, in play that just it doesn't go back in the box. <laughs> we uh, we chatted a lot about Warhammer today. Uh, Tyler gave us a lot of insights on the deep lore of Warhammer. <laughs> We uh, discussed, uh, we had an initial discussion, we may even dive deeper into it later on, about um, the world of fandom and what is fandom. Um, a lot of things were thrown around here. Fandom is getting a Harry Potter tattoo. Huh? So fandom is getting a tattoo over just like a cartoon or a book. Like, I fucking love this so much, I'm going to go get it printed on my body for life. And that's fandom to you? Uh, 
opinion on that show. That's your opinion. Yeah, that is my opinion. And that's fine. Because all we have here are opinions, opinions and, and beer. beer. We are opinions and beer.